All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And when you're starting real estate, a lot of people go for the low-hanging fruit, a uh, single-family rental, a uh, flip project. Maybe they even wholesale someone, something. But my guest today, Tim Woodbridge, he's going to tell you how he just swung for the fences, went straight for a mobile home park. Tim, how are you today? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So that's a that's a big first swing at bat. Um, how many units, how much capital was involved? Um, okay, so it was a 36 unit mobile home park. Only 10 of them were occupied. Everyone okay. just basically said, don't go for it. Mm -hmm. And um, but it was it was, you know, it was tiny. So the it was a 250 purchase price. Seller carried back 50 and got a bank loan for 175. Partner brought 25. I brought 6,200 for closing costs. Mm -hmm. Nothing, you know, crazy. I mean, granted, at the time it was super crazy. I had no idea how I was going to do it. But like looking back, it's just like, oh, like, yeah, that's, that's relatively straightforward. I like the idea. <clears throat> Pardon me. I got a little frog in my throat. How I like the idea, like people would look at it and say, oh, there's only 10 occupied of 36. That sounds like a problem. But when I heard that, I was like, it sounds like lift. <laughs> it sounds like I can do something about it. Because sometimes when you occupy multifamilies or, or mobile home parks, you have a high occupancy and you're only able to make moves during turnover. So what did you do to um, increase the value of this first, first uh, venture into real estate? Um, so, you know, I, I knew like there's 10 or 36 occupied. I knew I had to bring homes in. I didn't know how, but I knew like fundamentally that's, that's what I do. You know, I raise the value by increasing the NOI. And the only way to do that was for bringing in homes. So, um, this was, so we closed end of 2019, um, 2020 hits and COVID and yeah you know, everything shuts down and legacy homes, they said, you know, we're trying to keep our factories open. So we're going to finance a hundred percent of these new homes to any park owner who has any need. And I said, Oh shoot, look at that. We have need. I and, have a huge uh, need. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, you know, we bought seven and, uh, I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't know how, I didn't know the logistics of, of it, but they said, you know, okay, we'll do this and then uh, uh, you just have to set them up. And so I didn't know how we were gonna do it, but I knew, again, that's what I have to do. Uh, so we got the homes in, uh, you know, found a friend of a friend who sets up mobile homes. And so he was doing it. And a lot of it was shoot, like we don't have the money to do this. So how about mm -hmm. I gotta throw some stuff on my credit cards? How about we gotta like, a lot of it was figuring it out and like putting my W-2 income as a nurse into that mm -hmm. uh, to get those set up. Um, but anyway, long story short, we got them set up, got them uh, filled up with tenants and had two organic move-ins, meaning people move their own home in. So ended, 20, ended 2020 with 19 to 36 occupied. Um, again, so we bought, we bought it for 250. We did a refi, um, I'd say in March of 21, and the value went up to 570. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
over double what we paid for. And so we refied um, only only like a $300,000 refi, you know, very safe refi for the bank. Um, and, you know, but paid off the old mortgage, paid off that seller finance note of 50,000, paid back my partner, the 25, gave us a little bit of money in our pockets, maybe like 14 a piece, you know, nothing crazy, but enough where it's like, okay, we don't have any money in this deal anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And just, from there, I mean, in 22, last year, we bought six more homes. So we're at, what, 25, 25 and 36 occupied. Um, and then I got a little bit creative because they're all individually deeded lots. So I, for all the lots that don't have homes on them, I did a, like a lease with an option to purchase for all those lots. So just with everything, you know, people paying, I'm at like 32 or 36 occupied right now. So... I don't know how much of it's worth right now, but I know it's substantially more than what I paid for it. Mm-hmm. So what do you like most about the mobile home park space? Um, I mean, I like low, low expense ratios. I like mm-hmm. uh, when tenants own their homes uh, so they have to take care of all the little stuff. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's crazy going from like a renter's mindset to an owner's mindset, you know. I'll, I'll rent to own or at least with an option to purchase a home and I'll get someone call me, oh, blah, 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 this is going on with the toilet. And I'm like, that's your issue. But like just a word of advice, check out YouTube. You know, it's a flapper on the back of your toilet. That's like a, mm-hmm. not even $5. It's a super easy fix or, you know, but basically, yeah, getting people so they're homeowners and so they have a stake in the property. Um, that makes them very sticky. So they'll be there for years. Um and it gives people a bit of pride of ownership. Um, not, not. I mean, you know, you're not gonna uh, generally look and be like, oh, this is a like a, a A-class uh, place. But it's like, oh, there's, there's, you know, pride of ownership in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, I, I like it. And it's, you know, it's a like the last bastion of affordable housing, the non-subsidized yeah. affordable housing. So it's like there's a need there and I'm happy to to help fill that need and just create these win-win scenarios. I mean, with these new homes, uh, with the homes I bought in my first park, I got, you know, lease, lease with an option to buy, basically a rent to own. Um, and they're, most of the people were very thankful, you know, like, and so- well, They're brand like, new, right? They're brand new they're, units. Yeah, and they make them nice now. Yeah, and, you can't even tell from the interior pictures unless you're standing outside. Like they look just as good as an infill, and essentially new infills are just boxes anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they're all, you know, I saw one of one of my tenants friended me on Facebook, and I usually don't go for that, but I think I, I did. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw him post like, "Oh, so thankful for this house. So thankful for the opportunity to purchase this house." And I'm like. Dude, like that's super meaningful, you know, like, I, trust me, I'm making money, I'm doing well, but like that, just making money, it is not fulfilling. Like I need to yeah. make money and I need to make some kind of impact and some kind of difference and mobile home parks are helping me do that. Okay. And so when it comes to like the mobile home space, what do you think your secret sauce is? Like what comes easily to you that other people kind of find difficult when it comes to maybe the acquisition or the management or maybe the whole business in total? 
Um, so what's easy to me. Yeah, what's easy to you, it's difficult to a guy like me who hasn't been able to pull the trigger on a mobile home park. What do you find comes easily to you that others find difficult? Um, so I what's easy for me is is like taking action and like, okay, I I over there, that's the destination I want to go towards. And it's never like I want to be at that destination. It's just I know that this is where I want to go towards. And so I take action and I don't know all the details yet, but I figure them out along the way. Um how that translate now translates now is like um, I'm great at talking with brokers and like let's create a win-win deal. You know, uh, up until this year I was like, oh no, that's too uh, that's too overpriced. I can't do that. That doesn't make sense. This year I'm like, okay, how can I do that? How can I get you your price? Let's let's stop making this me versus you and make it me and you versus the problem of you selling it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm good with that. I am good with being like obsessed with operations. So I got um, okay, yeah. everything's in-house, like property management company that I've developed. And it's it's a lot of like, okay, how can we do this better? You know, and like no one talks about operations. It's not the same part. But to me, mm. it's so integral because without good operations, it it you can you, yeah, can, you can't run something like that without solid operations or at least finding someone. It's not like a single family home. Like you got to be on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's always a process. I'm always working to get better, but like I enjoy the process you know. So it's, it's like that, that ended destination that I'll never hit. I don't want to hit. I just want to keep moving in, in the direction. So yeah, let's talk about that. Where do you want this real estate thing to go for you in the next 12 months? Over the so, next year. um, you know, I just read the book 10x is easier than 2x, and mm-hmm. so now I'm like obsessed with that, right? Um, so I am not necessarily, oh, I need to 10x in a year, but like maybe that's that's my three year goal. Um, mm-hmm. and like in in Prior podcast, people would ask, what's your goal? And I was like, well, I, I don't want to be 10 times bigger if I have to work 10 times as hard. But after finishing that book, I was like, oh, I don't, I have to work less. So I have to do what I'm good at and mm-hmm. hire everything else out. And so in the next 12 months, I, rather than like solid number right now, in sure, I, I see I'm, I'll be at 300 lots soon. Uh, so I mean, over a thousand in 12 months would be great, you know, as a good goal to strive for. But I want that over a thousand with a smoothly running company where I can relatively easily look at all my KPIs and be like, this is how we're doing. We have to improve this or like we're doing great. You know, we're hitting our numbers, our goals and stuff like that. So it's like a twofold thing, you know? Mm-hmm. A great... Uh... I don't know if you've read it before. Good to great. That's a if you're looking for scaling and you're looking to find the 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 secret sauce of scaling. Good to great is one that was really interesting to me about how to how to like not increase ten x the work, but increase ten x the the output. So, um, and that you kind of touched on it in in the last answer there, but you know, with all that you've accomplished in real estate so far with acquiring these mobile home parks, which a lot of people dream about doing, but don't actually pull the trigger on, what would you say your biggest obstacle is now with, with the business? 
Um, my biggest obstacle now is me, right? I'm the bottleneck. <laughs> I can only do so much. Um, I love, I love the creative deal structure, but like I'm looking like my best case um, scenario would be to work with a ton of people who have like a lot of drive and they don't know exactly what they want to do um, with mobile home parks or like how to do it. But they're like, man, I've got time. I've got hustle. I want to take it down. And I would love to be like, sweet, let's take it down. You run lead and I'll kind of guide you. I'll show you my systems and what has worked best for me. And we can kind of work on it together. You know, like um, I'd rather, uh, what is it? I'd rather own 10% of 10 deals and 100% of one deal. Like I, yeah, I think we can old, all- um... You can either own a one whole uh, one grape or a half a watermelon. That's the that's the one my mentor used to say. You want one grape or half a watermelon, and half a watermelon is 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 a lot more. So, how do you plan to find those people? What are you doing right now, or or even, um, yeah, what and how are you going to find those people? I I come on the podcast. I I pay yeah. someone to do my my uh, social media, right? So it's like like. I am this year very cognizant of being the bottleneck and things. And so I hired a, a VA, a remote team member to do my social media and just be like, I just want people to know the interesting stuff I'm doing because I'm excited about it. And like, if they're interested, I'd love to talk with them. Um, yeah, doing podcasts like this, saying, you know, if, any, if it piques anyone's interest and reach out, schedule something on Calendly. I'm always down for a Zoom call and like, a, how's it going? How can I help you? I mean, yeah, see that's, where things yeah, going. yeah, yeah. And that that's you know, back to what's meaningful because, you know, I'm always going to be pushing to make more money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not like all about charity, but like what's meaningful is helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, or meaningful to me, it's helping people. Um, and, you know, I have a friend who's like uh, looking to mentor people and her mentor told her, the person, your ideal person to mentor is some is you three years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Like I remember that exactly. Mm -hmm. And I remember the kind of help that I needed. And man, if I could be that, I like that. Okay. So let's let's uh let's shift gears and 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 talk a little bit about money here. How are you financing or funding these deals these days? This year I'm getting super creative. So mm -hmm. like Lots of people um, are. Yeah, definitely. So fill us in as best as you can without spilling the secret sauce. Yeah. I mean, there's no, okay. So there's no secret sauce. The secret sauce is to me is simplifying the hell out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Income expenses, uh, NOI minus your debt service minus whatever investor prep payments or whatever else. Then you got your cash flow then you can mm -hmm. you know, divvy that up accordingly. Don't ever negative cash flow, make sure it works. Um, what I think people get hung up on is, well, uh, uh, interest rates are 9% and like I can only get a 60% LTV and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, how else can you do it? You know. Um, so one example, I got a down payment from Rehab Wallet, amazing hard money lender, expensive money, but like, that down payment helped me. Uh, so I got the down payment from them and then the seller carried the rest in like a, a you know, a second basically. Mm -hmm. um, and 
it's not a second, it's a promissory note, but whatever, right? So mm -hmm. it just it, a, a different way to do it. And so sure, the hard money is hard, heavy, right? Heavy interest rate, but like my blended cost of capital is only 6.9 and my cap rate is like going in cap rates eight. So, you know, I got a little bit of a spread and I got some value add to do. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do, I mean, I manage the downside, you know, uh, manage the downside, let the upside take care of itself. Um, another deal, I mean, we did it more of a straight purchase uh, where it was, you know, uh, got a, a investor friend to come in and the returns are great. So he brought in like all the money. And so, yeah, we're, we, you know, we took it down. Uh, this year, what's different is I have a really good team that I'm consistently closing deals with and, you know, just that we're partnering with. Um, so unrelated to like my in-house property management, like these guys are, you know, we're, they're, they're rock stars in their own way. And we all are good at a separate thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so like one partner is great at like details and numbers. I'm not that guy. You know, if you guys are like, hey, check out my underwriting, man, I'll, I'll look, I'll look at it, but I'm not the best in terms of like quick, like, okay, projections, like details. Um, and then another guy is really good at like negotiations. I'm not good at negotiations. I'm, I'm the, how can I give you everything you want? Negotiator. Yeah, like service-based, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's just different ways of doing things. And then another one of my partners is like great at, you know, he, he calls all these uh, uh, like vendors and stuff like that to make sure that we're getting great prices on things we need for like CapEx. And like, I, I, I'm not as good at it as he is and I don't have the bandwidth. So yeah, mm -hmm. you know, getting out of my own way. So as far as your acquisition so far, would you say you're a uh, find the deal first and then the money person second, or do you prefer to kind of have your money lined up and then go looking for deals? I am a find the deal first kind of guy. Um, I'm not a capital raiser. So mm -hmm. I do have other people on my team who are uh, capital raisers. And I like that because, uh, you know, again, I was stretching myself thin trying to do everything. So I'm like, oh, yeah. why don't I stick with what I'm good at and then bring like we can all partner and all do amazingly, you know? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really. It's uh, find the deal, fund the deal. So when you present your deals to these investors, once you have it all together, um, are you like a numbers forward guy or do you kind of feel them out? Like, uh, how do you go about doing your, you know, your presentation or, or in the past? Cause you're saying you have people who do it for you now, but there was a time in maybe in the past or not so recent past that you had to present your deal to an investor. How do you go about doing that? In the past haphazardly, that's how I've done it. Right. I'm just like, Hey, I need money. And you know, you here's kind of yeah. what it is. And you know, just made a ton of mistakes. That's how I do things. I, I charge forward and make all the mistakes and then learn from it. Um, yeah, I remember. Okay. So with mobile home parks, it's a little bit harder because you just, you generally don't put a cap rate on everything. So if mm -hmm. there's park owned homes, like you don't put a total cap rate on it. So I was talking with a friend and he's, he's a great guy, um, but he was, you know, he's like, well, what's the cap rate? And what's the interest rate? And, you know, because I mean, obviously, you know, you want that. Yeah, he's trying to figure between. out the NOI, right? The now operating income. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, well, 
I don't know, like it's hard to say cap rates with mobile home parks and like I I can know high level that this is going to work, but it takes me a while to actually dig into the numbers and like I'll do a, a blank spreadsheet and like super super basic uh basic math it and like put all the calculations and stuff like that in so I understand fully. But like mm -hmm. before I do that, I don't have that kind of grasp uh grasp on it. So like I just know okay this is gonna work and so that that was you know one issue that I had I'm like oh I I I knew the deal but I didn't know the numbers well um, or as well as I should have um geez yeah I mean other issues just like um I don't I don't play things cool maybe so it's like like you oh, show I need your money. excitement yeah you're yeah yeah I need money and I'm. Uh, what do they say? Uh, you you wear your heart on your sleeves, or you show your cards, or whatever. Like your whatever energy you're like not able to contain yourself is kind of what you're saying, or not yeah, able to hide yeah. it so much. Or play play poker. You're probably not great at poker then. No, no. And I, <laughs> I got I, a great hand. I, I got a great hand. Yeah. <laughs> I I I'm I'm like of the mindset of like, dude, I want to be open and honest about everything, and so like. Like, ah, like this is what I need. And then it's like, it's too much probably. And, you know, you, you learn things about yourself. And shit. When did you uh, bring in someone to help you with the capital raising? How long have you been do doing it that way? Only since this year, like everything else. So let's see, close the first park with a, a local guy um, who's my current partner. He brought mm -hmm. the 25. The second park was an equity buyout. Like, so a friend of mine knew some people. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, I just came in with some cash. The third park was with the same people, like a, a few of the same people. That second park is just, mm -hmm. you know, it was a wholesale deal. And then that partner who's really, really great at details, he brought all the people with the capital. Um, and then, yeah. So let's see, the next four were the portfolio with the down payment for the, the hard money. And then the next one was uh, my partners bringing in that capital. So in the grand scheme of things, like I've pitched things in terms of trying to get capital, but mm -hmm. it hasn't been because of me um, as much. So, you know, for most people to invest significant amounts of, of capital into businesses, they typically have to like, know, and trust you. Um, you mentioned you had a VA kind of working your socials. Apart apart from that, or maybe inclusive of that, what do you do to kind of address these things in your business or with your brand? Um, I am open and honest. And if I don't know, I'll tell someone I don't know. Like I'm not a BSer. Um Okay. It's it it doesn't that doesn't work for me. I can't sleep well at night if I do that. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know everything. I know the broad sweep of like how this business plan is gonna work. Mm -hmm. Um and like, I will sit down and, and come up with a plan, but you know, I, I want to be, I want to raise capital from people who know like, okay, there's, there's a little bit of risk. Uh, I will do, we will do our best to mitigate it, but sometimes stuff happens. And if that stuff happens, they'll be the first to know. I will mm -hmm. not hide that stuff. And, and really I like, uh, you know, because it's all in-person or uh, sorry, in-house property management, it's like I have weekly calls with my people and yeah, you know what's uh, going on. yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, you know, you want to throw a little bit of money in here. Here's the zoom link. We're meeting weekly. If you can make it sweet, if not, 
Like we'll we'll email you all the docs. And if you have any questions, let's talk. Like I don't want anyone to think that you know they're in the dark about stuff. Perfect. Well, yeah, that that that's easy. There's the old adage, right? If you're telling the truth, you never have to remember anything. Yes. It's the uh, it's the liars who have to make a, a big cheat sheet. So, you know, really appreciated talking to you and, and finding more about this mobile home park and really interesting about the financing, how you even approached it. Um, if people want to connect with you, find out more about Tim, uh, what should they do? Um, hit me up on Facebook. I'm Tim Woodbridge and then a ton of numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. Really. Um, hit me up on Instagram, Tim.Woodbridge. Um, Calendly, you know, y'all can yeah. reach out and we can talk. Uh, Calendly.com slash Woodbridge Capital. I don't know. I, I keep things simple. Um, I'm very not formal. If I am wearing, if I'm wearing a college shirt, I'm either at a wedding or a conference where I think I have to dress up. Other than that, I like t-shirts and just being casual. Yeah, we got the, we got the t-shirt on today. Well, um, you know, time flies when you're having fun and I really appreciate your time, Tim. And I hope everyone got a little bit of perspective that they could jump right into mobile home parks without having to cut their teeth on a single family home just to figure out that they didn't have to start there in the first place. So I really appreciate your time, Tim. Dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. And until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.